Yeah, you know, there's, there's something very interesting that's happening in South Africa's um, uh, foreign policy and diplomacy, something curious, something unique, but there seems to be a, a logic towards it that government must seriously uh, look at. That curious thing is um, there's a tendency to take government for litigation or engage in lawfare by opposition parties on some foreign policy matters. We will remember the famous case of President al-Bashir when he came for the AU summit of Sudan then, when he came for the AU summit in 2015, and the attempts to arrest him. Now, let me tell you what the two um, issues seem to have in common, uh, Alvis. The African Renaissance and Cooperation Fund is actually an act of government. So one of the first things that President Mbeki did, he's also the one, of course, that was behind, um, you know, turning into law a South African version that will almost not, not counter the Rome Statute, but come up with a South African version on how you handle um, fugitives of, of crimes against humanity. So it seems to me what is at play here is that this is not just a fund at the discretion of Dirko, because if it was just a fund at the discretion of Dirko, I think government have been on a very strong footing tackling this case. But because it is an act of law passed by parliament, it seems that's why everything goes for Let me just make one final point on this question that you've asked. It's very curious for me that Equiform singles out Cuba. I mean, if I give you the list of countries in Africa, for example, and even outside Africa, where there are one or two cases, um, uh, support for the Palestinians um, through UN agencies coming from the fund. Why is it that every forum picks on Cuba? This thing is so ideological, it is so political, but because it's an act of law, yeah, our government must prepare itself very well. Mm-hmm. Now, the African Renaissance and International Cooperation Fund uh, has been set up in the year 2000 uh, to obviously enhance cooperation between South Africa and other African countries, particularly African countries. So why choose Cuba in this particular instance, you think, Professor? No, no you're right. It is, it, it is clearly, as the name suggests, predominantly African, and most of the funds have gone to uh, African countries. I mean, just to give you um, a few examples that over the past two decades, um, Angola, Uganda, um, Cote d'Ivoire, um, Madagascar, Swaziland, they've all benefited. The finest moment um, of the African Renaissance Cooperation Fund was probably the inter-Congolese dialogue, which led to um, a transition in the DRC, which led to a constitutional order. But there is actually very interesting. That's why I'm saying government will, just like with the Al-Bashir, will have to do its homework well and prepare for this case and don't come with this sort of quixotic, ill-prepared responses. There's an interesting provision where uh, the, the act, the act itself says there is provision made for support to countries with which are Africa signed, quote-unquote, bilateral agreements, bilateral agreement between South Africa 
in another country and it could be outside the confines of the continent. In other words, a south-south country from the south, mm. from, uh, uh, um, from, let's say, Latin America. Uh, in fact, Haiti used to get support from South Africa through the African Renaissance and Globalization Fund. So it's not that un- oh, it's unusual in the sense that it's predominantly African countries that support, but there is actually provision to give support to countries outside of the continent. Mm-hmm. At this point, the High Court interdict or halt the donation, allowing AfriForum time to apply to have that decision reviewed and set aside and to, de- and to be declared unlawful. Should that donation be ruled unlawful, what impact do you think would that have on relations between the two countries? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think it will have much, um, much political impact. I, mean, I, I do think Cuba will, of course, be very, um, very, very irritated. But let me tell you what's important about that question you've just asked. They ask it to be, to be ruled unconstitutional and unlawful. And in every forum's interdict, there's a huge emphasis on whether government followed the um, MPFA, um, the, the, um, finance the, finance, the Finance and Public, Public Finance Act, uh-huh. right? Did they follow those processes? Did they consult with Parliament? And again, I'm saying to you, August, you keep referring to it as a fund, which it is, and that is the name, but it is also an act of Parliament, Act 51 of the year 2000. The question, therefore, is where I think every forum is going with this thing, did government consult Parliament? Did they follow all the channels? Did they not? Because if the court finds against them, against government, that every forum could actually go and uncover and dig up many, many old cases and say all of them have been unconstitutional and unlawful and, and money should therefore be returned. Um, I just hope government did its work on a technical point. So just two things finally from me on this. It's interesting. Every forum seems to rely on the technical side by emphasizing the MPFA, mm. the Public Finance Act, and the procedures must be followed. That mm. seems to be its strong case. But then they make all these political stances. You've just borrowed money from the IFA. IMF, yet you give our money to Cuba. I mean, it's so avowedly political and ideological that they pick on Cuba. Why not single out the DRC? Why not? And I can tell you why. Because every forum in their own agenda, in their own political agenda, and this is an organization, they can claim that they are strictly civil society, that has a political agenda. They actually don't want to come across as anti-African. They've got very strong ambitions, and they don't mind seeing South Africa expanding into the rest of Africa, 